0: Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now.
1: Good morning and welcome back to our number two of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show here on this Tuesday, December the 7th. Uh, those of you who uh, acknowledge and remember Pearl Harbor Day, yes, it is the day that will forever live in infamy, as our great president Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, reported following the attacks on uh, Pearl Harbor. Something that we'll always remember. I I grew up with a grandfather who kind of raised me uh, when I was young, and. Um, he served in World War II, and lots of stories there. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that, but he would tell me a lot of a lot of World War II stories. Personally, for him, he was in a tank in Europe. He was, you know, he was on the on the beach of Normandy the second day of the uh, of the invasion, and uh, we would open up encyclopedias and just kind of look through. That was before we had Google, kids. We had to open up a book and uh, look through things and actually read them on pages. Um, but- but we would sit there and look through the encyclopedias and talk about things, and he would tell me about stuff, and I just have a very, very uh, deep interest in World War II ever since then. So uh, December 7th, of course, or uh, yeah, December 7th, I thought I said September for a second there, December 2nd, 7th, uh, the day that will forever live in infamy for those of you who remember that, uh, of course, is today. You're listening here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM. We do appreciate you tuning in here to the Jeff Dean Show, whether you're choosing on the AM or the FM side. If you listen to the live stream, which you can find on ESPNTucson.com, or if you've downloaded the podcast and are listening somewhere magically in the future, we appreciate you tuning in here to Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Uh, We talked plenty of local in our number one with Women's basketball, men's basketball. I just talked some Wildcat football recruiting, specifically centering around T-Mac, T-Tyro McMillan, the remarkably decorated wide receiver from Anaheim Servite High School in California, and the, uh, the, the unfortunate tug of war that he's in right now between Oregon and Arizona. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, does he go to dream school with new coaches that he doesn't know, or does he go with his buddies and um, have the uh, – what, what do they call it? Juice what, – what, what do they call it? I can't remember what they – the juice – something with the juice because they're from they're from Orange County. Um, they, the, uh, the juice crew or something, whatever they call themselves. But that would be four players from one of the top programs in the state of California for the 2022 class. That would be a coup for Jed Fish and his staff. So we'll keep an eye on that, of course, early signing period coming up and uh, those guys looking to be on campus in January ready to get things started for Wildcat football. Take two of the uh, Jet Fish era coming up next season. We'll talk some NFL. I've got my NFL power rankings. I'm going to update them every Tuesday now because as we get – normally I just do every two weeks, but that's for the early part of the season. Uh, now that we're in deep and we have playoff seedings in place, we know you know where teams are shifting week to week. Uh, based on whether they win or lose. So that's going to affect power rankings as well. And, of course, the injury bug continuing to hit certain teams. Uh, The 49ers lose two more guys uh, in the Seattle game, including Elijah Mitchell, who's in concussion protocol, and they lost another defensive back uh, maybe for the rest of the regular season. I I just – it's it's like an every-season thing for the 49ers. I just – I don't know. I'm not going to lament it, though. Let's go ahead and take a look here. Now, I've got uh, last week's, you know, comparisons. I can tell you where they moved uh, and such. So I do my top 16. The power rankings, I listen, I go, I, I, some people just do, oh, I'll do the top five or top 10. I go full 16. It's half the league. I think we need to know where half the league is, at least as far as my opinion goes. We start with number 16. I'm going to go with the Washington football team there. Uh, I think, you know, they have won four in a row, I feel like they're starting to feel, you know, kind of catch their stride. I love, and I really do mean this, I love watching Taylor Heineke play. What an athlete he is. You can just kind of see him learning how to play quarterback. He's got the NFL's fifth best QBR rating in the past four weeks, and the teammates are starting to really love him there and they are starting to play for him. He's one hell of an athlete. He's got a rocket for an arm. When he gets out and scrambles, he's outrunning linebackers and defensive ends. He's able to get out there in space, and now he's starting to make better decisions, and they're winning football games. They're winning close football games. They won back-to-back 17-15 football games. That's good work, and that's good enough to give the Washington football team their uh, their first spot, their first time appearing on my NFL Power Rankings at number 16. Another team earning their first appearance on my NFL power rankings this year at number 15 the Pittsburgh Steelers I've written them off like three different times this year and they keep fighting back it's that old Pittsburgh Steelers spirit you know I they're they're just they just refuse to succumb to my preseason prediction that this will be Mike Tomlin's first ever less than 500 season I just didn't see it they as good as Najee Harris is, the offensive line was in complete rebuild mode. Ben Roethlisberger should have retired before last season began. Their wide receiving core was a little bit iffy. We knew the defense wasn't going to be good, but they would have to win games seven to six. Instead, they're winning games twenty to nineteen, seventeen to fourteen. I mean it's it's there's some ugly, ugly games. But they deserve to be in the, in the power rankings at 6-5-1 making their first appearance in my power rankings. At number 14, the previously mentioned San Francisco 49ers who had just a, an unconscionable loss in Seattle over the weekend. They gave up 30 points including a punt touchdown, a fake punt for a touchdown in that game. Just absolutely aggravating I don't want to talk about it anymore. the 49ers slip three spots down to number 14. another team sliding three spots down to number 13 currently at seven and five the Cincinnati Bengals who continue to be just an absolute roller coaster uh, depending on week to week it's just and it's not even like there's no scheme of a team that they play that gives them trouble. I've watched the Bengals play a lot this year. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I love watching him play. It's just like whether or not they decide to show up for the game or not. Sometimes the defense shows up, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the offense shows up, sometimes it doesn't. There's always mistakes being made. Uh, Sometimes Jamar Chase is amazing. Sometimes he drops wide open touchdown passes. They're a complete roller coaster, absolutely unpredictable, and I have them at number 13 sliding down three spots. A team that I had previously at 16 because, much like the Bengals, they're completely unpredictable. It's difficult to determine which offense and which defense are going to show up. The reason I have them over the Bengals right now is, number one, because they are more talented. I believe they do have more overall talent on the team on both sides of the football than the Cincinnati Bengals. And because of the fact that they just went into Cincinnati and smoked the Bengals 41-22, to the Los Angeles Chargers sitting at 7-5, they move up four spots to number 12. Speaking of talented teams, I talked about this team early in the season. In the preseason, also early in the season, I felt like they were one of the three or four most talented rosters in the NFL. A roster that is worthy of making a conference championship game, and depending on how things fell their way, uh, a team capable of making the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts. They've had... An up and down season, to say the least. Um, they move up two spots from their previous spot in my rankings at number thirteen. Carson Wentz, look, he's playing well. He's 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 having a solid season. Twenty two touchdown passes, five interceptions on the year. Um, it, it's looking good. They have the potential to blow teams out, just like what we saw. This weekend, and again, they were playing the Texans. Okay, blanked them thirty-one nothing. It's t- it's difficult to shut teams out in the NFL. We all know that. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, however, may be outside of the New England Patriots the best bad weather team in the AFC. We saw them go into San Francisco in an absolute uh, monsoon or whatever. That thing was that weather was bad. They looked really sharp in that game. The offensive line is solid. They have one of the best tailbacks in the country in Jonathan Taylor. And their defense is getting better week to week. Guys like Quiddy Pay, rookie Quiddy Pay, who's paying extremely well. They're just a really solid team with an excellent roster. I've got them at number eleven. They're seven and six on the season. Now for the top ten. My number ten ranked team is the LA Rams. The Rams sitting at eight and four. They move up two spots. I felt like their win this week was uh you know, look, it was impressive. You're supposed to beat teams like the Jaguars by four touchdowns. And they did. They win that game thirty seven to seven. They've certainly had their struggles recently, right? We we've seen we've seen the Rams, you know, kind of uh, load up their roster with some big-name guys. Odell Beckham, of course. Uh, they bring in Von Miller to even uh, you know, in- increase the talent level on that team even more. But guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey have been largely ineffective, and Matthew Stafford kind of slipped into a little rut there, playing back to his old Detroit days over the last few weeks. But that got remedied uh, this weekend in their win over Jacksonville. Uh, but we'll see what happens because there's a huge clash coming up on Monday Night Football, but the Rams moving up two spots to number 10. Currently at number 9 in my power rankings, a team just moving down one spot. They lost last night to the New England Patriots 14-10. Their head coach, Sean McDermott, said, look, let's not try to give Bill Belichick too much credit for tonight's win. We played sloppy football. We were a bad football team tonight, and I take that on myself, and the players take it on themselves as well. The Buffalo Bills currently at 7-5. and five. We know what they're capable of, but I think it's so, it was so important for them to win that football game last night because they need to win that division. The Bills need to have a home playoff game. If they have to go on the road to win in the AFC playoffs, they just simply don't play as well. So the Bills currently at number nine moving down from number eight. They swap spots with the Dallas Cowboys, who I have moving up to number eight. Dominant performance on Thursday night. They get the long break now you know waiting from from Thursday to go and play Sunday and they need it because they're going to be traveling to Washington to take on their division rival who's one of the hotter teams in the NFL winning four in a row the Cowboys sitting at 8 and 4 in control of the uh, the NFC East but they need that extra couple of days I think of of rest and preparation we know they're talented Sometimes that young talent can be a little bit of an issue and we've seen that happen before and they've been somewhat inconsistent but it sounds like they're going to get Randy Gregory back this week and that should certainly help their defense specifically in the uh, the pass rush area. Number 7 and sitting idle they didn't they didn't move anywhere uh, I didn't you know I didn't move them off their spot they had a bye this week is the Tennessee Titans currently sitting at number 7. Now Tennessee Talk about team injuries, my goodness. you know I mentioned uh, last week in the power rankings that they've played 86 different players. They've had 86 different roster players this year. They haven't played, but the, the 86 different roster guys, which is by far the most in the NFL this year and is a new NFL record. They're going to be without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones for probably a few more weeks. We know that Derrick Henry is out for the season. Uh, Tannehill has thrown 13 interceptions, so – this is a team that is trending downward. However, I love their disposition and how they play under head coach Mike Vrabel. The defensive line is continuing to get better week to week. They control the line of scrimmage uh, on defense, and it's, look, it's tough to score on the Tennessee Titans. They sit idle at 7 because of the bye week. I think this is a team that's trending downward, though, because they just are lacking so much star power and scoring punch on offense that they're going to have a difficult time winning football games here late in the season. Number six on my power rankings, the Baltimore Ravens. They continue just to hang around. They're at eight and four right now. They have the you know the ultimate cheat code guy in in Lamar Jackson. However, here's the difference in what we're seeing this year. Teams in the AFC, specifically in the AFC North, have went out and they have filled a roster spot with someone in the you know in a secondary position to go out there and handle Lamar Jackson. They've found themselves a fast player with quick twitch capabilities and tackling abilities in open space to go out there and deal with the likes of Lamar Jackson, which is why I think that we've seen him be less effective. Also Harbaugh and that offense have focused on him being in the pocket a little bit more. Now he's lost two of his last three starts. And he's produced a total QBR of only 34.4, which is 22nd in the NFL, through four interceptions in the game a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was sacked seven times uh, in, a, in, a, in a game um, uh, two weeks ago as well. Uh, you know, things have not been great for that offense. And I, th- this is another team that I think is going to trend downward. But, much like the Tennessee Titans, they are a superiorly coached team. I love John Harbaugh and his staff. They use more analytics than any team in the NFL, and I think it pays them dividends because they are solid in all three phases of the game, which is why they're currently 8-4 and four, despite all of their injuries and all of their, uh, I, th- I think, you know, some of their, uh, I guess, inequalities, if you will, uh, when they face other teams. Now for the top five. Top five is largely unchanged, so we won't spend too much time on it. Number five, I have the Chiefs. They're back. They're bad. They're mad. They're 8-4. and four. They're in charge of the AFC West, and they're looking to gun down the Patriots for that number one spot in the AFC. Speaking of the Patriots, they're my number four team in the power rankings, currently at 9-4. and four. An impressive win on the road in the division last night at Buffalo. Uh, They're the best team in the AFC right now. They have the number one seed. They have a rookie quarterback who just continues to do all the right things in that offense. The defense we know is solid. Special teams is going to be solid. We know how well coached of a team they are. They've got talent. They're starting to believe in one another. They've got great confidence, and uh, the Patriots – are a team that could be on their way. We could be talking about a 12-win Patriots team by the time it's all said and done, which is remarkable to think about. Number three, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently sitting at 9-3, unmoving from last week. Uh, Look, Tampa took care of business. They, uh, you know, went into Atlanta, beat the Falcons, didn't get the best performance out of Tom Brady. Thankfully, he had Rob Gronkowski on his team to score those two touchdowns to be the difference maker in that game. Now, the top two... Did, however, change, because what I saw from the Arizona Cardinals this weekend, once again, scoring more than 30 points on the road and beating a team by double digits. The Arizona Cardinals are the first team in NFL, not only the first team in NFL history to beat, uh, to, to win their first seven road games by double digits, they're also the first team to do it scoring 30 points a game or more. Absolutely incredible. Away from Glendale are the Arizona Cardinals, sitting at ten and two. They are the number one team in my power rankings. Packers at number two. They, of course, were idle this week on the bye, and uh, they come back this weekend. Um, they're like they're, they're you know a home against the Bears. Not sure who the Bears' quarterback is going to be. It could be Justin Fields. We know that Andy Dalton's banged up. I, I'm not expecting much from the Bears this weekend. Now. When we look at the Week 14 matchups, there are some absolutely huge games in the NFL coming up next week that will, or I should say this week, starting on Thursday, uh, which will affect not only the, the division rankings, the playoff seedings, my power rankings, all these things, but also could start to separate what we really know as the, the contenders from the pretenders, and we'll talk about that coming up after the break. Tune in every Tuesday into payday, or I'm sorry, turn every Tuesday into payday, which is great because you get paid on Fridays too, uh, with TNT Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel is going to give all customers $10 back every Tuesday. That's today. If you bet a $10 or more same-game parlay on any NBA game that's on TNT. It's TNT Tuesdays, right? You like that? Tuesday night uh, you know, Tuesday night, I, I don't know what the other T would be, Thunder or something like that. But you can get paid out if you bet $10 or more on an SGP on an NBA game that's featured on TNT. Same-game parlays let you combine money line, point spread, player props, and more all into one wager. There's a lot of different NBA market options for you to choose from. You can choose to root for your favorite players if you you know love a player. If you're looking for Steph Curry to maybe break the uh, the Ray Allen shooting record tonight, you can try to you can try to push that for into an SGP. There's all kinds of different ways to uh, to work your SGP to your favor. And there's plenty of live betting to do as well. And it's the perfect way to turn a small bet into a big time score and win or lose you're guaranteed to get $10 added to your account on Tuesdays, which is awesome. Of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is easy to use. They offer great odds boost, special promotions, and as I mentioned, lots of live betting in the NBA. Plus, when you win, you get paid out in as few as two hours. I won up, uh, an NHL uh, bet last night. It literally paid out five minutes after the game was over. It's awesome. And you get $10 back every Tuesday, win or lose with TNT Tuesdays. And if you're new to FanDuel, Awesome. Sign up today before the NBA games tip off. Use my promo code DEAN. You'll also get a $50 bonus with no deposit required to make every moment more this NBA season. But make sure you use my promo code DEAN. That's exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and over and present in Arizona. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus is $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. A look ahead at the NFL's Week 14 biggest matchups next right here on The Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: Just open up my handy-dandy FanDuel Sportsbook app here to get to the Week 14 game so that I have all the correct and current lines according to what Vegas is uh, is posting for these games coming up in Week 14. And there are some huge matchups coming up in, in the NFL in Week 14. We've got, I mean, there's, there's some really good divisional games. There's also some really interesting non-divisional games that are happening in the NFL as well. None bigger than the Monday night football game between the Cardinals and the Rams. The Rams going to be heading into Phoenix to take on the Arizona Cardinals. We will uh, get an in-depth look at this matchup tomorrow as we get our Cardinals insider, Tyler Drake. He'll be joining us at 7.30 as he always does every single week on Wednesdays. Um, we'll be talking plenty of Cardinal football tomorrow, really looking ahead to this Rams game based on what we saw last week from the Cardinals. It looks like Kyler Murray's back in MVP sh- uh, shape and DeAndre Hopkins is doing just fine as well. The defense looks good Um I think maybe the you know the uh, uh the early lead may have caused them to relax a little bit. There were some broken tackles in that game. Uh not a great job of uh, of tackling, but nonetheless they'll be ready for this game on Monday night football against the Rams. Current line in that game, the Cardinals are favored by 3. Um yesterday it was it was a 1 point uh, favorite. So the, the line has moved quite a bit for the Arizona Cardinals. The over-under in that game currently sitting at 51.5. So if you want to jump on something early, uh, you may want to think about it for uh, for the Monday Night Football game. The Another NFC West team that is going to be in action in a big game, traveling across the country from San Francisco into Ohio, the 49ers taking on the Bengals. A big game for both of those teams, teams coming off, Uh, What I would consider embarrassing losses, the Niners were a heavily favored team going up. And when I say heavily favored, uh, I think they were a three and a half point favorite going into Seattle. But um, a lot of people considered Seattle season to be on the hinge, on the brink of being over uh, if they lose that game. So they can credit credit to Seattle. They fought hard and won the football game. Uh, the Bengals get embarrassed at home by the Chargers and continue their up and down season. But the the Niners, currently a one point favorite on the road at Cincinnati, we will see what those injuries for the Forty ers have in store for them. As again, I mentioned they uh, lose, they miss. Uh, they're probably going to be missing Elijah Mitchell. They're starting tailback. He's in concussion protocol. They lose another defensive back uh, to injury in the uh, in the game on Sunday night against Seattle. Uh so and look the Bengals are dealing with, with some injuries as well, but man, oh man. I don't know how many more the 49ers can sustain. The over under in that game is also 47 and a half if you're looking for some early action there. Dallas and Washington. Big big NFC East matchup there. Uh what's the line in that game? Where is it? Dallas and Washington. Washington Dallas. Dallas is a four-point favorite in that game right now at Washington. Uh, so they uh, are, I guess, heads up, considered a seven-point favorite, if you would, on a neutral site, if you like to look at those types of numbers. Over-under net games, forty eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's going to be a better game than people think. I think it's going to be a real slugfest. Washington, of course, as I mentioned, winning four in a row. Taylor Heineke, really feeling it right now. Cowboys are starting to get a little more healthy. Um, and the offense continues to be kind of – you know, which are they a passing team or are they a running team? But we'll find out uh, some more as we get through the week. That should be a really good one and a fight for the NFC East. Ravens and Browns, that game is going to be a big one as well. Cleveland's last chance probably to try to win that division as they currently sit at 6-6. Six and six. The Ravens coming in, wounded ducks or wounded Ravens, if you will. Browns are currently a two and a half point favorite in that game. Over under is only 42 and a half. I have to agree with that one. Brown's offense has been terrible. The defense has been good, and based on what we saw two weeks ago, the 16 to 10 game, one of the worst football games I've ever had to endure. But uh, Cleveland and uh, Baltimore are going to resume that rivalry coming up in week 14. That should be a good one. We also have Raiders at Chiefs, a divisional matchup. The Raiders, again. Another team that is sitting there in the, uh, in the back seat to the, uh, to the current leaders, and the Raiders have to come up with a victory. He's currently sitting at 6-6 six and six. again. Have to come up with a way to win this football game as they travel to Kansas City. Right now the Chiefs are a 9.5-point favorite, big favorites, over the Raiders at home, over under in that game, 48.5. And, and finally, the Bills and the Bucks. Yeah, Tom Brady going to be uh, sparking up that old rivalry with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, I'm not so sure the Bills are going to be very happy to see uh, the Buccaneers because the, at least they get out of the weather, right? They get to go down to Tampa. It's going to be real nice weather down there. Going to be enjoying some of that, but uh, not going to be enjoying it for very long. The Buccaneers are are playing some pretty good football right now. Obviously, defensively, they're spectacular especially against the run buccaneers are currently a three-point favorite in that game over under is 52 and a half but a huge game there as well buccaneers trying to keep pace in the NF- nfc with the cardinals and the packers on the uh, in the win-loss column and of course the bills you know you go to seven and six and now all of a sudden you're like flirting with disaster of not even making the playoffs because of the rest of what the AFC is doing, you got the Colts, the Chargers, the Bengals, all right there. You can never count out the Steelers either, apparently, uh, with what they're doing. So you, you know, that's a must-win for, for the Bills, and uh, they're going to have to bring it on uh, on Sunday. So those are some big games: Cardinals, Rams, Monday Night Football, Niners, Bengals, Dallas, Washington, Ravens, Browns, Bills, Tampa. And uh, Raiders Chiefs, all big, big games coming up on Sunday. And some other big games, you know, not as big as those, but some good ones, certainly. Some some storylines going to be happening in the uh, in the NFL as well. Speaking of that, Thursday night football, you can find the boys, Spears and Ali, every Thursday night setting up their broadcast from 3 to 6 at the Native Grill and Wings in Morana. Join them this Thursday. Over 40 televisions at the Native Grill and Wings, 12 beers on tap. It's located on the southwest corner of Cortero and I-10. So go over there, check them out. Uh, If you download the Native Grill and Wings loyalty app, you get tons of great offers. There's specials uh, like food and drink specials, plus you get cash back depending on what you spend. So I use mine all the time. I love to go to the Native Grill and Wings up here. I have several that I go to, and when I walk in, the bartender's always got my drink ready for me, which is probably a bad sign. Um, but but the, the loyalty app, it, it works. It's great. I get money back. I get uh, money off my bill. It's, it's awesome. Thursday night football at Native Grill and Wings in Marana, your home of the original Arizona wing. Join Spears and Ali this Thursday night from 3 to 6 there at the uh, the Native Grill and Wings Cortero and i10 more after this you're listening to the jeff dean show here on espn tucson
0: the jeff dean show on espn tucson is brought to you by desert diamond casinos desert diamond is true tucson back to the jeff dean show on 1490 am 1049 fm espn tucson
1: Well, with the college football season coming to a close, at least the regular season, we've still got the bowl season and the playoffs to go. Also, we ha- hey, look we have a big Army Navy game this weekend. Always, always a classic. Always a classic. Um, it's never too early to start looking at the NFL draft. Two thousand twenty two NFL draft coming up in April. It's the you know they got that Thursday Friday Saturday model still going. The Thursday night uh, broadcast is for the first round of picks to picks one through thirty two. Then on Friday, they do rounds two and three, and then Saturday is reserved for rounds four through seven. I'm going to say this. If you're expecting to sit down with a bucket of popcorn and your buddies and some beers and wings and things like that, and like, let's sit down and watch the draft. This is going to be awesome. It's still going to be awesome, okay? It's like Christmas Day for, for NFL fans right for every NFL fans like Christmas Day is like what do we get what do we get what's under the tree do we get Aiden Hudson do we get uh, you know do we get a new quarterback do we get a new offensive tackle It's not going to be sexy folks because the players that are going to be dra- this is a a very heavy um, how will I say it a, a workman's draft okay there's a lot of players who play in the trench that are going to be uh, picked very high in the NFL. This is a very offensive line, defensive line, heavy NFL draft. There's a lot of secondary players, safeties and corners, that are going to be picked. There's not a whole lot of, well, running backs, we may not get our first running back until late in the second round, maybe even early in the third round with a guy like Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker III. Um, you know, one of those two guys is probably going to go first in that, in in that uh position group but they may not even go to the third round uh midway through the third round even i i mean it's it's it depends on you know how they perform in their bowl games and senior bowls and combine and all that kind of stuff but i i know running backs not going to be a real big uh real big draw and interestingly enough the quarterback position isn't going to be a big draw for nfl teams this year uh, i mean really uh, I, I think, at the um, you know much to the chagrin of a lot of teams who are looking for an, a new quarterback. And we'll have all that kind of stuff for you coming up. I think there's somewhere between 9 and 12 teams right now, as it stands in the NFL, who will be looking to change their quarterback come this offseason. And there's just not a whole lot to go with in the NFL draft. Now, there's going to be... Some movement when players decide, again, I, you know, I mentioned bowl games, senior bowl, combine, you know, got, who works out, who doesn't, you know, is you know, are the top guys, you know, Kenny Pickett and Matt Carell and, and Sam Howell and Malik Willis, are they going to work out? Guys like Carson Strong, Tanner McKee at Stanford, Carson Strong at Nevada, really good kind of underrated quarterback um and I think Desmond Ritter, I think you know, the quarterback for Cincinnati, has got a, got a shot at being drafted in the, uh, in the top couple of rounds. But it's not going to be a real sexy NFL draft television-wise. Like the TV show, you're not going to be able to see, like, watch this quarterback throw this ball and watch this wide receiver. There's good wide receivers, don't get me wrong. The two Ohio State receivers who are going to be on display at the Rose Bowl. You, of course, have got Drake London at USC, Jahan Dotson from Penn State, Uh, John Mechie, who unfortunately blew out his ACL in that game against Georgia, the SEC championship game, really, really sorry uh, to see that. And you got some unsung guys, you know, guys who I like a lot, like David Bell at Purdue, um, and I still think that Justin Ross at Clemson, and then Boise State, who we're going to see right here in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. They've got themselves one hell of a wide receiver too, um, uh, Shakur, Khalil Shakur. He is He's really, really good as well. But again, this is going to be a draft dominated by guys who play the non-sexy, you-can't-quantify-their-stats-really-well positions. The top two draft picks, I think most people would consider these two guys, the one and two, depending on what you're looking for at the next level, will change their draft position. But you've got Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher for Michigan, and you've got Kayvon Thibodeau, K5, uh, the edge rusher, of course, from Oregon. They have very different tool sets to get the job done that is necessary. They're both lanky guys. They're both kind of freak-looking athletes. Okay, Hutchinson, 6'6", 270 pounds. Thibodeau, five, and he's more of a svelte kind of like 255, uses his speed and uses leverage and things like that. Aiden Hutchinson, more of a power edge rusher, great with his hands, really super strong, good inside movement, things like that. depends on who you want. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau announced, I don't know if it was last night or this morning, uh, that he's not going to be playing in Oregon's bowl game, that he's going to prepare for the NFL draft. I am not surprised by that. He didn't really show up for the Pac-12 championship game. I felt like he was loafing it. I I even sent text messages to my buddies. I'm like, if Kayvon Thibodeau wants to be the first pick in the NFL draft, he may want to show that he's actually interested in playing football because what I saw in the Pac-12 championship game was not an A-plus effort from Kayvon Thibodeau. He made a couple of plays, but he really – I mean, I was watching him a lot because there was nothing else to watch in that game. So I'm watching K-5. And I just wasn't impressed with his effort, and I can say that in a couple of instances that I watched Oregon football this year. If he wants to play in the NFL and be the number one pick, they're going to ask him questions like that at the combine when he has his individual meetings with coaches and GMs. Why were you taking – why were you loafing in these games? Why were you taking these plays off? Were you tired? Were you gassed? Were you hurt? Were you just disinterested? Do you love football? He's going to be hit hard with those types of questions. Questions that Aiden Hutchinson will not have to worry about because his motor is just nonstop, incredible. You know he loves the game of football. Evan Neal, offensive tackle, one of the. Again, we're talking freaks. This guy's an absolute monolith. He's six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pounds. It's just a, he's an absolute monster. He's extremely athletic considering his ridiculous size. He's agile. He's going to be just fine in the passing game once he gets to NFL coaching levels. Not that he's getting uh, NFL coaching, not getting NFL coaching at, at Alabama, because he certainly is. Um, uh, Bill O'Brien is the, the offensive line coach at, uh, at Alabama. Uh, he, he just needs more time. As any offensive tackle does going in the NFL, they rarely dominate in their rookie years. Rashawn Slater this year, of course, for the Chargers, putting on a, a clinic as a rookie offensive tackle. Um, some of the other positions that are going to go high, defensive tackle, uh, the kid uh, Leal from AM, really good football player, very strong, can play in both types of defenses, four three three four. 3 4 he's very versatile. Devin Lloyd, who we've gotten a good look at, and we'll see him in the Rose Bowl, the linebacker from Utah, may be the best linebacker in the entire country, and he is <laughs> all that in the bag of chips one of the other top players in the country is a center from Iowa, uh, Lindenbaum, you know, he's you know, he's gonna be up there. Carlaftis, a guy that I love from Purdue, an edge rusher. Then of course you got guys like Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, spectacular player, big safety, Ronnie Lott style, really attacks the ball, smart, physical, great instincts, good catcher of the football. Like he's he's a complete package. He's he's very impressive. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek Stingley from LSU, the corner, big, quick. Um, he, you know, he's got it all wins. You can put him on an Island and just be fine, um, with all that. So again, these are all like non-sexy type of things. So the NFL draft I think is going to suffer a little bit as far as like coverage and television coverage goes, <laughs> pardon me, because you don't have the star quarterback the Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young isn't eligible for the uh, for the NFL draft. And yes, I'm calling it right now. Bryce Young is going to win the, uh, the the Heisman Trophy. He's not eligible for the for the NFL draft for another couple years. So, he's not going to be the Heisman Trophy winner is not going to be involved. Um, and when you look at the quarterbacks, I I just think they're going to slip a little bit. I I want to say that Kenny Pickett is the best like the, the best prospect of the quarterbacks, but I really need to see some of the other things because I love the way Matt Corral competes. Malik Willis has a lot of kind of I don't want to say um, intangible questions, but uh, he certainly made a lot of mistakes at Liberty, and they didn't play a whole lot of great competition. Then you got other guys like I mentioned. You know, um, you know the, the the kid from Stanford, uh, Tanner McKee. He's got a lot of lot of skill, a lot of uh, you know a lot of tools in his in his tool belt. But Stanford was. God awful. I mean, you could, you it, it, look, it's an argument, and I don't know if you really can argue it at all because I watched both of these teams play, and it's not much of an argument to say that Stanford was the worst team in the Pac 12 this year. I know that their record doesn't show that, but when you look at how they played, God, that team. They couldn't get out of their own way on offense. They couldn't stop anybody in the run game on defense. Their special teams was abysmal. Like, if, if Arizona had played Stanford, the one year that we want to play Stanford was this year. We didn't get a chance to play them. Uh, Arizona wins that football game. I think I think we win that football game by 10, 10 to 14 points, to be honest with you. I don't think the game would be all that close. Um, I just, I didn't I didn't see any kind of effort from from Stanford in the second half of the season. They were wrought by injury also as well. But Tanner McKee, You know, going to be a good quarterback. He'll play in the NFL. Uh, You know, I think he may be like a kind of a forever backup. But that's the thing; like that's what we're dealing with. That's what NFL teams are going to be looking at. Teams that need quarterbacks are going to be looking at that. So, here is my thing: Who are some of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Maybe guys with a starting job or a backup that's sitting there watching a rookie play that are going to be highly sought after by NFL teams. And the name that keeps coming up is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because the 49ers drafted Trey Lance who hasn't played in like 3 weeks. I can't understand. They're not playing him at all. Like Jimmy's playing all the snaps. Um and, and playing well for the most part. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you had your choice, if you if you're if you're the Carolina Panthers, okay? Let's say let's say you're draft you're drafting number 8 overall. Okay? And I don't have the draft uh, order in front of me right now, but I think by the time it's all said and done, the Panthers are definitely going to be a team that's drafting in the top eight, seven of the of the draft. They're bad. Um, if you if your choice was okay, we'll either take Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, or we'll make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to make that trade for Jimmy Garoppolo ten out of ten times. I mean, you, you just are. If it if it works out in your you know to you know for for both uh, for both entities. The 49ers may end up getting something for Jimmy Garoppolo when we thought that he was just going to be thrown to the trash heap uh, in lieu of, of uh, you know, of Trey Lance when they tr- traded up all, you know, used all those uh, commodities to draft up or to trade up and, and draft Trey Lance. So 49ers may end up getting something for Jimmy Garoppolo and something valuable uh, by the time this is all said and done. So keep an eye on that. But that's the name I keep hearing when talking about quarterbacks that are available, free agency, things that could happen in the offseason prior to the draft or on draft day. Uh, These 49ers could be shopping a little bit, so keep that in mind. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, put a big bright, bright red shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. You're listening here on ESPN Tucson.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM 1049 FM ESPN Tucson.
1: Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show. Final segment today's edition, a Tuesday edition here on ESPN Tucson. Man, just like that, it's over. All these all this stuff prepared, talk about today. <laughs> Once again, up to Push some things off to tomorrow, and probably it'll be old news, and I won't even get a chance to talk about it tomorrow. But you know what? That's, uh, you know, we're we're fast and furious here on the Jeff Dean Show and uh, make sure we try to get through as much as we possibly can and cover the local stuff, including Wildcat basketball. Again, the Wildcats back in action at the McHale Center tomorrow night. I will not be there uh, in my normal position as PA announcer. Uh, unfortunately, I have not been cleared yet to travel which is the the crazy thing i feel like my lungs are back from the from you know from the month-long covid uh, uh pneumonia that i had in in november i feel like my lungs are back good enough to go and announce a basketball game they take it takes a lot more energy and pressure and wind and things like that i blow a lot of hot air basically is what i'm saying uh during the games than just talking or you know talking on the radio even but uh Uh, I haven't been cleared by the doctors to travel yet. I can't be in a car for longer than an hour at a time. So if I lived closer to Tucson, I'd be fine. But uh, unfortunately, it's an 80-minute to 90-minute drive from door to door, and the doctors are like, nope, we don't want you to push it. Just wait another week. And I'm like, but I want to go to the game because I want to see the Wildcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys, the uh, number 12 net team in the country versus the number 3 Wildcats in the country. And, you know, when you look at the the matchup, and we'll have a little bit better look at the matchup tomorrow. I've got the numbers here in front of me and just kind of teasing it a little bit. You know, the Wildcats have the number one scoring offense in the country. They have the number one scoring margin in the country. They lead the country in assists per game. Um, you know, these are all just beautiful things that you love to see, not only as, you know, someone who covers a team for basketball, but the fans have got to be just – crazy excited about this team like I know I am but I have been because I knew what we had before people thought I was crazy for saying that the Wildcats could challenge for the Pac-12 championship this year I didn't think UCLA was all that in a bag of chips I think USC can be beaten because they have one dominant player and then a bunch of role players Oregon always takes time to get things together they've now lost to ASU at home in overtime and I've watched Oregon play four times this year. They flat out cannot shoot the basketball, period. They cannot shoot, and they're not a very good rebounding team, which is extremely rare for Dana Altman schools, our Dana Altman team. So people thought I was crazy. I'm like, Arizona can be the champion of the Pac-12. There's no reason why they can't be because I knew what we had. I knew what we had in Tommy Lloyd. I knew what we had in our assistant coaches, and I was very familiar with what we had in our players. It's a really good basketball team. And if you want to watch them live and in person before things really get blown out of proportion for this team, come and check them out tomorrow night at the McHale Center taking on Wyoming. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the buttons and keeping me on task here. And, of course, thanks to you guys for tuning in to the Jeff Dean Show right here as Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPN
0: Tucson. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.